Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is October 16th, it's 2019. We're going to talk about the baseball and um, NFL showdown slates for tonight's baseball game and Thursday's football game. Going to get started on some football action here early. Not a lot going on in the industry right now. Um, Before I get into anything, I want to give a huge congratulations to Taylor, who did the NHL podcast with us yesterday. Ended up um, taking down the two big tournaments over there on DraftKings last night. Big night for him. So just want to give him congrats. Thank him again for joining the show and breaking down the slate with us. And um, it's cool. It's always cool when you have somebody who breaks down the slate, um, you know, take down something big. So it's like that podcast boost. Um, I think Blender, his first time coming on, he had a big night in baseball. So uh, congratulations to Taylor. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to rotogrinders.com and check out uh, the links to sign up for Fantasy Draft. Our awesome sponsors of the podcast, if you sign up through our links, you'll get three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get access to any cool promos that we run with them. So, you know, right now with so many sports going on, you know, we got baseball going on, basketball's about to start, PGA, NHL. You can get our premium here at Roto-Grinders um, for all sports for $39.99 a month, NFL, NBA, NHL. MLB and PGA. So five sports, one price. Take advantage of that. Um, bunch of stuff going on in lineup HQ alone. Um, gridiron IQ for NFL, plate IQ for baseball. So speaking of baseball, let's get into it. Let's start with this baseball showdown slate. This is probably one of the most interesting showdown slates that we'll have for the rest of the year. Um, you know, both teams really needing like a bullpen type of day here. I expect a lot of offense in this game. I think this is going to be a game we see a lot of runs. Um, we really don't even know who's going to be starting on either side of this game yet. Neither team has has kind of ex- has said who's going to start. But what it sounds like right now, the, the bulk guys will be J-Hap and your Kite for Houston. So... With that being said, it sounds like Green might open for New York, throw an inning or two, Hap will come in, um, and then they're just going to try to get as much as they can from your Kite on the Houston side of things. So obviously this opens up a lot. Um, the problem here is when I was looking at it before I got started here is the relief pitchers that I would <clears throat> that I'd kind of want to use they're really expensive. Like Peacock is a guy that could work some bulk innings here, two, maybe three innings here if if your Kaidi gets in trouble. But he's like 9,600, so he's expensive. Some of the New York relievers are expensive. So I'm getting your Kaidi at a discount. Um, he's probably my favorite pitcher from this game, just, you know, considering price. 
Chad Green, if he ends up working two innings and he has two really strong innings, 6,800 is actually a decent price for him. So I don't hate Chad Green. Um, just going to face the bulk of that lineup. It's always scary. But he is cheap, and we don't have a ton of cheap options here. Like, Molinato is cheap if you want to play just like a punt catcher type of play here. Um, Roberto Ozuna is kind of interesting here just because he's 3K. He will, you know, get the save opportunity if Houston's in a close one here. So if you're expecting Houston to win the game and this game to be close, you know, Ozuna is a guy that you're potentially looking at here. Um, you know, Zach Britton on the Yankee side, if this game's close, he'll probably work an inning. He's 3K. So, you know, Chapman, he's 3K if this game's close. You know, he's another guy. So if you're if you're expecting the Yankees to be leading this game, if you expect the Yankees to win this game, you're probably going with Chapman. If you're expecting Houston to win this game, you're probably going with Ozuna. They're both 3K. We like the, I like the bats a lot today. Like the bats, the bats are where it's at for me. Um you know, it's no contest. I want to get as many of these bats as I can. So if I'm trying to get in as many bats as I can here, then, you know, obviously I'm looking at some cheaper options. But let's get started with the bats here. We'll, you know, as always, start with the visiting team. We're going to look at just their numbers against lefties to get started here just because Hap is going to try to be the bulk guy. This is one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching, and Jay Happ is one of the worst pitchers in baseball against right-handed hitters. So this is an amazing spot for the Houston righties here. So if you're playing the showdown slate, I would definitely prioritize the right-handed bats here. One of my favorite plays on the entire slate on DraftKings is Gary L. He's just really cheap. You know, Correa and Gary L, or these guys just make everything kind of go together here. So – Definitely like Gary L and Correa just because of the price. Uh, they should hit six and seven, so you kind of get back-to-back batters here. Kind of mix it in however you want to mix it in around that. But just really like overall, like the price in these guys in this matchup against the lefty. Um, you know, obviously like Altuve and Bregman. Bregman's probably the top hitter on the slate. You know, he's the most expensive hitter on the slate as well, as he should be. So I think that if you're not playing your kite in your captain spot, you're probably playing one of Bregman, Altuve, or Springer. Um, you know, tournament-wise, looking at the Houston lineup, Alvarez is interesting for tournaments just because people are probably not going to play the lefty-lefty matchup. And he's actually been really good against lefties. He's been struggling this postseason in general, though. Really hasn't shown – that power and that upside that we saw a lot during the regular season. So, you know, I, I would just leave him for tournaments. Um, whatever, whenever catcher catches, um, whether it be Torinos or Malinato, they're both really cheap. So I don't hate that. If for some reason Marisnik, um is starting over like a Kyle Tucker or Josh Reddick, it's – you know, worth maybe t- getting a couple of bats against the lefty with Mareznik, but he would probably get pinch hit for. So, outside of that, nothing else really standing out to me. You know, Kyle Tucker would be low-owned, but um, on the Houston side, you know, Altuve, Springer, Bregman, very expensive, but very good spot. 
And then, like I said, save some money here with Gary L, um, Correa, and even Brantley. Lefty-lefty matchup for Brantley. His power numbers against lefties has been, have, haven't been great this season. Massive ground ball guy against lefties this year. But he doesn't strike out against lefties, so this is a good spot where he'll put the ball in play if some of these guys are on base. The opportunity is there, and he's cheap too. So Houston, definitely my favorite side of this game as far as the bats go. And then on the Yankees side, you know, when we're looking at your Kite, it's a small sample. He got called up late. We didn't get to see him a lot, but he kind of struggled with right-handed power bats. Um, he gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact to righties, and he has a little bit of strikeout upside to righties, but he, he definitely showed a little bit more strikeout upside to lefties with that changeup. So, you know, when you're looking at this matchup as a whole, he throws a fastball a lot, so you kind of look at how the Yankees do against fastballs. Obviously, a good fastball hitting team. So you kind of want to see who does well against changeups. Um, Edwin does good against changeups. Sanchez, Judge, LeMayhew. Um, so those are the four guys I feel like that you're prioritizing here. Um, they're obviously some of the most expensive bats on this team too. But, you know, if you're looking at who's hot, I think you have to look at Torres here. Um, he's been hitting the ball really well. Three home runs over the last four games. So, said two home runs in this series already. I think, you know, Torres is obviously somebody that you're looking at here. On the cheap end, like Aaron Hicks, if Stanton doesn't play, he's kind of cheap. Brett Gardner would probably be the guy, though. He's 7K. He should bat third or third in this lineup if Stanton's out. So Gardner would be the guy that if you're trying to save some money, him and Didi, Didi's cheap. So I, I like the expensive bats for the Yankee or for the – Astros and then kind of use the cheaper bats from the Yankees here um, and, and just hope you get some production out of these guys. But again, it really just going to depend on how you kind of want to approach this. Um, we hear Big T and Head Chopper talk about showdown slates all the time and premium and how you kind of want to build your lineups um, with a narrative. So I definitely agree with that in these baseball showdown slates as well. They've been very profitable for me so far. And I think this is a slate that you kind of avoid the Yankees pitchers here because I, I really just don't like Jay Happier outside of maybe going like a Chapman if you think the Yankees are going to win. But I'm really on the Houston Astros in this game. I think the Astros have the upside in this one. And, uh, you know, with your Kaidi's price not being too expensive, if he can get five innings here, you know, he'll definitely pay off this price tag. Um, it really just depends on, like, do you want to play him in the captain or do you want to play one of these big bats in the captain? So uh, let's shift gears here. We're going to talk Thursday night football. Um, save some time on the, the football podcast tomorrow. Um, excited for that. But just going to talk Thursday night football here. Uh, we got Kansas City at Denver. So – Wanted to be able to just go into this game a little bit more. W was able to do it with the Monday Night Football game on the Monday podcast and, you know, got a lot of good feedback on that. So, wanted just to spend a little bit more time on this Thursday Night Football game, the showdown slates. Um, first thing I want to start off here is you have some you, contests across the industry. Like, you have a lot of double-ups and stuff over there on Fantasy Draft for the Thursday to Monday slate. Those are ones that you could definitely take advantage of. 
Yahoo has some some Thursday night to Monday stuff. Um, DraftKings as well, but DraftKings obviously has their big showdown slates. So I think one of the most important and most overlooked things in daily fantasy is just outside of roster construction. I, I feel like game selection. So if you're looking at this showdown slate, obviously you're looking at, oh man, $1.5 million Thursday night showdown $10 tournament. I'm going to throw my my team into that. So if you're playing one team, it's probably not the best tournament um, unless you're okay with just lighting $10 on fire. Showdown slates are all about roster construction and you know being able to take chances on certain players and having... 150 lineups you're able to do that so many different ways i'm not saying that you're not going to take it down with one team but the odds of you having one team take it down over somebody having 150 is definitely going to be a lot smaller so what i like to do is i like to go to these showdown slates and attack these single entry and three entry max tournaments Um, i really like the 20 entry max stuff as well just to kind of have some fun with some scripts, um, make a make a core captain, like have two or three captain spots, and just kind of build around that. So, you know, there's all kinds of tournaments that you can look at here on the showdown slate for single entries and stuff. So those are the ones that, if you're playing one team, if even if you want to play, say like four or five teams in the ten dollar you're almost better at playing the 20 entry max. You have the upside of taking down a, a nice payday if you do hit first place. But if you're playing the $10, if you're playing the $10 big tournament with one team, just go down here to this, you know, bubble screen or the huddle that has, that's a 50 K tournament. They're both single entries and the $15 one pays 5 K to first place. Everybody's playing one entry. So just take advantage of these single entry tournaments. Um, even the $5 you're playing against more people, obviously in the $5, but you know, it's 5 K to first place as well. Now, uh, obviously the rake is high, but the rake is high everywhere uh, outside of fantasy draft where you're not paying rake. So the thing that I like about the $5 single entry, almost 25% of the field cashes in this one. So you're just optimizing your, your probability here of, you know, at least making some money. Like you're not two Xing if you min cash, but with almost 25% of the field, you're going to have some dead lineups in there. So roster construction, dead lineups, just, just in general here. So even the $15 single entry, you're playing against 3,900 people, um, and it pays 20, 22% of the field. So if you wanted to get into the three-entry max stuff, there's some high-dollar three-entry maxes. They have some, like, $8 three-entry maxes, so there's plenty of that. But the 20-entry 20, the 20 $3 tournament, you know, 60 bucks to put it in 20 teams, 20K up top. Like, not life-changing money, but you know, really solid payday. 26.6% of the field is paid in this. Um, and if we're just looking at the Thursday night showdown, you know, $1.5 million tournament, 20.7% of the field. So in the three entry or the 20 entry max $3 tournament, we're getting 26.8, I think is what I said, 26. Let's just say 26%. Like, a 5.3% increase just on 
how many spots are paid. The top 10 in the Thursday night showdown, big dollar, $1.5 million tournament, the top 10 is eating up 44% of the prize pool. Um, so, again, roster construction and just paying attention to what contest you're entering. So, you know, I get asked this all the time. I feel like today was a good day to kind of just, you know, talk about it. There's not a ton going on right now. So, you know, if you want, you know, they have the mini max. If you want to throw 150 teams into something, you know, that is always, you know, it's 4k up top. So again, though, like I'm probably not throwing like five teams in the mini max instead of playing, the $1 daily dollar single entry uh, again. So this $1 single entry pays 21.8% of the field and the top 10 is getting 25%. So just pay attention to what you're entering. Also like just when you're, when you're entering these tournaments, are you a mass multi-enter guy? Are you a guy that is going to play single entries? Are you a guy that plays three entry max? Now, you know, it just, what kind of player are you is something that you need to, you know, just recognize and, and kind of build on your skills. So before I got into the picks and everything, I just wanted to kind of, you know, go over these tournaments and just give you guys an idea. Um, you know, I, I think again, for low dollar bankroll players, I think one of the best tournaments on DraftKings for the showdown slates are the pylon. It's the $3 single entry. Pays 25% of the field. It still has enough money up top where, you know, you're chasing. You're not even chasing. You're just getting good good return if you have a really good lineup. So pay attention to what you're entering when you're entering contests tomorrow um, for Thursday Night Football. If you're playing the showdown slate, some people don't even play the showdown slate. And the, and the same goes for FanDuel. Like, if you're playing over on FanDuel on these showdown slates, just pay attention to what you're entering. Just because you know, that $1.5 million Thursday night showdown looks so great. $300,000 the first place. It's $1.5 million and over, over 500000 a third of the prize pool is going to the top three spots. So, again, if you're playing, if you're playing 10 teams, if you're playing 10 teams, you're probably – you're at such a, a disadvantage to people playing 150 teams. And, you know, I'll be honest. I, I think that, you know, you have to kind of just pay attention here. So I would much rather play, play 20 teams in the three entry max or spread out 10 teams over some three entry maxes and some single entry stuff. And just, you know, that way you're still getting, you know, if you're, if you have fun building lineups, that's fine. I think that half the half the part of DFS is enjoying building lineups. So if that's one of the reasons why you're doing it, there's plenty of lineups you can build. Three entry max, $8 tournament, the single entry tournaments that I was talking about. There's a three entry $20 tournament. There's plenty of ways to spend a hundred bucks without putting 10 teams in the $10 tournament. You know, if you win the $10 tournament, it's awesome, right? Like you win 300 K, but I'm just saying being a, being a person that has been in the industry a long time, you know, you roster construction and, and just paying attention to what you're entering, not always chasing that big payouts and, you know, 20, 20.7% of the field in that big tournament compared to some of these other ones, just 
just pay attention what you're entering. Let's talk about some plays here on Thursday Night Football. We'll start um, with the Kansas City side. Obviously, we're waiting here. We'll get a lot of news here on Wednesday, so um, we'll see what's going to happen with Sammy Watkins. But whatever happens with Sammy Watkins, I don't think it matters too much here. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill came back, looked great, 10 targets in that game. You know, obviously the big touchdown, that obviously helped him a lot. But the thing that I'm looking at here, as far as Denver goes, it's a it's a pretty solid defense. This game is in Denver. Pat Mahomes um, coming off of a couple kind of stinkers here, and, and by stinkers, stinkers for him, um, not stinkers in general. Um, you know, just a, a guy that has thrown for over 300 yards, I think, all but one game this season. So. Looking at Kansas City, I think this is the week. This is the matchup. This is the time to just kind of hope you get some positive regression, positive touchdown regression for Travis Kelsey. I think a lot of people are going to play Tyreek Hill. I like Tyreek Hill a lot in this game. I'll have, I'll have lineups to Tyreek Hill, but this is a spot that I, I'm going to probably be overweight on Kelsey, probably going to be overweight on Kelsey in my captain spot. I know that touchdowns are going to come. You look at all the numbers, you compare them to last season, everything looks good outside of touchdowns. And, you know, positive touchdown regression. We talked, we've talked about it a lot this season with George Kittle as well. So Travis Kelsey um, is the guy that I'm going to be overweight the most on in this game. I really like this spot for him. Um, obviously, I like Pat Mahomes. I like Tyreek Hill. If Sammy Watkins plays, I like Watkins. If Sammy Watkins doesn't play, it's tough. Um, Hardman, you know, still got some targets. Him and Robinson got the same amount of targets. Um, Pringle had, like, one less target than those guys. He's a lot cheaper than those guys. Um, the running back situation is kind of a mess right now with Damian Williams. And LaShawn McCoy, um, Damian Williams only had one carry last week. He, he got the end zone on his one one target for one catch. Um, he got in the end zone, so if you played him, you kind of were happy about that. But if I was going to play a running back here, it would probably be LaShawn McCoy. Um, this might be a spot where I like to fade the running backs and just kind of play the passing game. Um, I, I think but, but, Butker, but Kerr is in play here. Um, the kicker for Kansas City. He's pretty cheap. We know Denver with the with the with the altitude is um, elevation it is always a spot where you know kickers have a ton of upside just because. Um, Daryl Williams, two targets, one catch, fifty-two yard catch. Um, he's like two K. None of these guys, none of these cheap plays outside of Pringle probably make my build outside the kicker. Um, I'll have some exposure to Hardman probably, and I'll have some exposure to Robinson if Watkins doesn't play. If Watkins plays, this is a spot where probably just going to play the top end guys here for Kansas City and try to look for some value on the Denver side. Um, looking at the Denver side of things, Denver has some really interesting plays throughout all the prices here. So obviously if we're looking at the top, Philip Lindsay's in an amazing spot here. We continue to talk about him 
every week on the podcast here and every week I'm still kind of amazed by his ownership. I will have some captain Lindsay in this, in this matchup. Um, a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield, you know, he can run here. Kansas city is allowing the seventh most fantasy points. Um, they're 30th in DVOA against the run. Denver is seventh in, in running back fantasy points on the season. So this is a really good spot for Philip Lindsay. I don't mind Flacco here. I think if you're if you're kind of expecting Kansas, Kansas City to score and Denver to be down in this game and you know playing from behind, then you have to have some exposure to Flacco. Sutton and Sanders are you know one A one B. They're both going to get targets. They're both going to play a ton of snaps. Um, Sutton has over seven targets in every game this season where Sanders hasn't shown the consistency as much as Sutton, uh, but Sanders dealing with a little bit of a knee injury, so that might scare some people off. The tournament play here, though, especially on DraftKings, is Royce Freeman. If they get behind in this game, Freeman's a guy that can have five, six, maybe even seven targets in this game. So he's a pass-catching back that could do some damage in the passing game and just be a difference-maker. So I like Royce Freeman, um, you know, just kind of scrolling down. McManus is fine. If you want to play a kicker, I don't mind that. But the guy that I really have some interest in here is Noah Fant. Like, obviously, you're going to need him to score a touchdown. He doesn't get the volume. Um, but when we look at Kansas City, they're allowing the third most fantasy points to tight ends on the season. So this is a spot where Noah Fant is definitely interesting. You know, he's still playing over 70% of the snaps almost every week. He's running more and more routes. Uh, so Noah Fan is a guy that if this if Denver gets behind in this game, he is a really good play in my opinion. The $3,400 price tag definitely helps when you're wanting to load up on the Kansas City, you know, skill players up towards the top. So I think Noah Fant is the guy that is a difference maker. Him and Freeman are, are two of my favorite tournament plays um, for this slate. And honestly, I might even play Noah Fant um, in, in cash games. Um, I don't play a ton of cash games on showdown slates, but I like to play those single entry double ups on these slates. Um, so if I do that, like Fant would probably be an option. So, yeah, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Hope everyone enjoyed um, the shorter podcast here. Not used to recording in the mornings either. Um, hashtag newborn life. Um, but, yeah, so, again, just a recap. Make sure you're paying attention to what you're entering. I think that's the most important – one of the most important things is Bankroll management game selection is just so overlooked by new DFS players because they want to attack that top prize, that big money payout. And they're not paying attention to these lower single entry tournaments. Like who's going to be mad if they turn $3 into 3000? Um, nobody's going to be mad. So hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow, breaking down all of the week seven games outside of the Thursday game. Cause I just did that. So See you guys on Thursday and uh, enjoy this baseball showdown slate. It's a good one.